Welcome back everyone. Today we are here the Fatherly Edition with uh, Giorgio Venturi. Hi. He's a, a long time expert in uh, app user experience. He's based in London, Italian born, and he has two daughters. And um, I let him introduce a bit more himself and his experience being father. Thank you, Giorgio, again for being here. Thank you, Tommaso. It's uh, it's a huge pleasure to uh, talk about this uh, on your podcast. So, first of all, um, just a quick something quick about myself. Uh, I am first and foremost uh, a very curious person. I my curiosity has brought me from my hometown and uh, you know in the uh, gentle hills of Umbria to then Roma to do my university and to uh, discover more about the eternal city, uh, the capital of Italy. I've been there for about eight years where I met my future wife. Then uh, uh, we, I decided to uh, uh, have an experience abroad. Uh, that was 2003. So then I went to the Netherlands, which is absolutely amazing uh, for its quality of life. And uh, I was a researcher in uh, human-computer interaction uh, at uh, Thales for about a couple of years and then I moved uh, eventually to the UK in uh, 2005 in the summer of 2005 it was extremely hot I still remember it because uh, I had the bicycle and uh, it was very tiring to go up and down the hills uh, with the uh, with the bicycle it was one of them um, super hot and um, I've been in the uh, in the UK since then so now it's uh, about 18 years and counting so in general you know traveling is a huge passion uh, I was just uh, telling a friend of mine that I haven't been traveling on my own for a while so for the next year one of my plan is to uh, you know get a rucksack and uh, back on the road even for just a week just to to experience again how it feels like to be on the, on the road uh, on an adventure so that's, I think, the first uh, something important about me. Then also, I'm very, um, for me, the other important thing in life is relationships. So I, I, uh, I really think that relationships, friends, and so on, that they give you a perspective on life that uh, is absolutely priceless. So these are the two, my two main values. Thank you. Thank you for the big picture about yourself so at least we have a panorama about your work life experience so you're a, a real European citizen I say because you, you spend time and travel, not just traveling but working out living in different areas of Europe so that is a bit of things of course the uh, pandemic doesn't allow much traveling so this is where we touch base later on on this so as you say, you have two daughters. So how was uh, Georgia before? Is at least 11 years ago, more or less. And yep. what is Georgia now? Briefly, so I know it's a hard to describe, to say. No, no, I, but it's fine. Uh, it's fine. I recently uh, did a, uh, uh, we have a uh, leadership uh, uh, course in, uh, in uh, the London Stocks Exchange where I work. And actually we did a month ago an exercise around our values. And I realized that for me, uh, freedom is one of my top five values. The freedom of 
try new things, the freedom of traveling, the freedom of uh, uh, doing what you enjoy doing. Uh, clearly, family does bring that freedom uh, uh, to uh, uh, to face reality. So you have to uh, compound that with actually uh, a strong sense of responsibility towards your uh, your children. So I think that the main change I would say is that you need to carve uh, the, the freedom around the time you pro- you spend with your with your family, um, and that's I guess the main uh, the main uh, change from from me. I'm still the same, right? I haven't changed a bit, but uh, the reality has changed around me. So you adapt to uh, uh, and you evolve with the uh, reality around you, I think. Uh, and parenthood, it, it's really a watershed moment in your life. Just that when you when you have this little baby, just uh, you know, a few hours, I remember Sophie, you realize your life has completely changed and uh, and uh, it's not gonna, ever gonna be the same. So, yeah. Thank you. Be- Thank you, that's beautiful. It's true, I can just agree with you. So, yeah, just to find, you're still there, but everything changed so fast around you. So you need to really to find a moment to realize that. And um, if I can ask a second question, it can be how you see the change in terms of parenting between your father's generation and our generation, your generation. Do you see any major change? I I mean, everybody has a different experience, right? So, of course, yeah. Um, Arthur C. Clarke, I'm going to said uh, many, many years ago that the future is already here, it's just unevenly distributed. So, in that sense, uh, I changing uh, context. Uh, my my family was uh, kind of already quite modern because my I guess my mom uh, had the leading role in the family uh, compared to compared to maybe other families in Italy. That uh, but still it was a traditional family now in a sense with traditional values, right? Um, my dad has always been uh, um, very focused on work, very focused on his passion for science. Um, therefore, uh, but he spent a huge amount of time with us, especially uh, with me, because, um, well, he enjoyed it, especially when I was a kid. So I have a kind of image of my dad that always like, uh, be ready to play with me if I wanted to, to play or if I had an idea. He would build uh, uh, toys made of wood. Fantastic! <laughs> it's like we have lost uh, we have lost contact with the uh, you know this stuff. I guess with all this technology, but um, we will make up games. So he would talk, tell me about science or about dinosaurs. That was my biggest uh, uh, passion uh, uh, before. Even at the time, there was no Jurassic Park, so it was all coming out of books and stuff. So yeah, we had uh, a huge amount of books about dinosaurs. Anyway, uh, so my dad has always been very close to me, and uh, um, I guess you go going back to your question: How has that changed? Uh, I, I would say my dad that always relied on my mom for the big decisions, mm-hmm. so he would often, you know, when we ask something like, "Can we do this? Can we do that?" He would always say, "Okay, let's ask mom. Let's see what she thinks." So I think it was almost like. Um, piggybacking on on her 
leadership, if we can use that word, in the relationship. So most of the important decisions have been made by my mom in my life. I guess this has changed. So my uh, Marivana, my wife, my partner, uh, we have a very equal uh, relationship in terms of uh, decisions, in terms of uh, uh, what we want for our kids. So we are equal in uh, uh, responsibilities, but also in uh, like accountabilities, right? So what we are uh, ultimately, uh, what do we want for our kids? We are, we're working together. We are partners in deciding what is the best future for our children. Uh, and that's the most important thing that you realize that it's, you go, you move away from arch archetypical roles of right. father and mother, and you just see yourself as a person and what can you do to help your children live a better life. Um, so that's what has changed, I will say, just uh, moving away from the old, uh, you know, in Italy, especially going, mm. coming back from a country where the culture, uh, the, the, the roles are kind of uh, traditionally quite segregated. Um, there's almost like a script. There's almost like a script for you to follow if you are a dad or if you're a mom. I think, I guess, it's also it, what has changed is that we, we go out of the script. We, we, we write our own script. Yeah, I assume and that's happened partially, I mean, because we live in this context, in this era, but partially even because we live abroad. That can be mm -hmm. the reason. So we don't have the family next door. So we have this sort of freedom. But of course, the couple make his own decision, but that of course can't help in this sense. And freedom comes at a cost, right? Because uh, not having the support of, uh, uh, of your close families, it means that you have to juggle continuously all these things, work, uh, parenting, uh, um, and uh, you need to make time for those things. You don't have gran granddaddy or grandmother to help you with the, during the weekend doing uh, with the, spending time with your children. Even if I would say uh, my, my in-laws, for example, they have spent uh, quite a big time and uh, quite a long time in uh, in uh, in the UK. But in general, you are much more responsible for uh, for for their up uh, upbringing. So yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Thanks. So, and thank you for raising these two very important points. Again, freedom, but you pay for that. Somehow. And um, so, when we talk about uh, fathers in general, what do you think we struggle with? And what are the main, still, how do you say, preconception or bias that you, of course, for some reason you don't agree, but you want to maybe to kick up? Yeah. there is a need to break or as you say in Italy there are certain sort of scripts and but maybe it's not just in Italy oh. absolutely and uh, I agree with you it's uh, everybody's a different journey right and so it's very yeah. difficult to to make to make uh, any general generalizations uh, I come from a very atypical family with an atypical dad so in general, I've seen uh, people struggling. Uh, it's not just about being a dad, it's about being a man. <laughs> what does it mean to be a man in, uh, in 2023? Um, and it's different answers in, uh, in Thailand, uh, it's different answer in the UK, different answer in Italy and, uh, and so on. 
in general men traditionally has always struggled with communication and expressing their emotions so these are the two things that uh, traditionally if you want to take a broad uh, view on manhood mm. i think men like you know they carry on they do their job they don't complain and uh, i think that 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 has to change because yeah. uh, it's very important to express your emotion i mean again it's very difficult to do uh, generalizations but it's very important for your children so they have a role model of a father that is uh, able to express their love or their uh whatever feelings oh. you are want to express uh and not being uh, shut down in terms of uh, emotions um this is a preconception i think with manhood that uh, is changing luckily but not going back to my initial quote is not evenly distributed so it, we you, you, you have different uh, uh, levels of uh, evolution uh, and you never know right history may actually go back you know we might go, go back to a traditional family in 100 years i don't know but at the moment is we are still in this phase of evolution towards uh, i think a more um expressive uh parenthood very very important i um i remember i was struggling as well because my dad there was not the most open person uh, uh if you think about how my dad was despite spending time with us you could, could not express his emotions uh openly so um, that's something i have personally uh, worked uh, on and it's very important like you now this say relationships is work i think you need to work out keep working on your relationship with, uh, with your children uh never be happy with the status quo but trying to push and see where you can get here um clearly children have different uh, stages in their ev- evolution so the things that you do when they are uh, babies they you know you need to change your your way of doing things when they reach the teenager stage so that you have different sure. challenges different uh, different things to look to yes and as you say communication is the key of course you need to adapt even how you communicate to your children no when they are baby then they change you can't talk always the same way so the, you approach yep. different topics and same different same as many you can have it always the same face i mean the same mask as you say you need mm-hmm. to layer off those masks to be a person not just uh, the bread keeper no I yes thanks for bringing up those point so um that's you point out even before the, the your job so how does your job allow to spend quality time with your family so can you know, you know it's not easy for anyone but maybe there are some jobs that bring you more flexibility Mm. Yeah, definitely. I've, uh, I'm a privileged uh, uh, knowledge worker, so that means that uh, I work primarily with my um, brain and with my communication skills, so my physical presence is not uh, necessary uh, all the time at work. So that that has uh, some beautiful implications. That means I can spend more time with, with my family. It's to spend less time commuting in London uh, back and forth on uh, public transport, which can take an hour. For some people I know even two hours and a half each way, it depends where you live. Um, 
again, going back to the traditional role, traditionally it was accepted that the dad would spend uh, a huge amount of time out of the house and uh, nobody was complaining. And now all of a sudden uh, we are thrown into a huge social experiment uh, where we are we actually have more time to spend with our children. We can do school drop-offs, uh, school collections, uh, we can take them to swimming, uh, to piano lessons, uh, whatever you have decided is best for your children. Um, and that's a huge change, I think, because I can't remember who said that to me, but um, children spell uh, love, T-I-M-E. So the time that you spend with, with your children is the way you express your love towards them. And I think that's a powerful uh, thought. Uh, no matter, you know, spending actual time, uh, even taking them to these activities or showing that you care. I think that's a huge, huge help for, especially for family like ours, uh, where we are living abroad and we don't have that um, network uh, uh, around us to support uh, in our parenthood, in our in rearing children. Have you heard the expression that it takes a village to raise a child, right? right. So it's it's not just you, especially you, you realize when you go when you go to school how important the community you live in uh, is. So one of the most important decisions that you can take is where are you going to raise your children so in which context who's going to be your you know their friends their school their teacher these are all things that you cannot completely control right but you can you can influence you have some visibility on yeah i did did i go did i go off uh, off track with the question no no no, that's uh all those things are very important, actually, what you say, even the fact that the time is the most valuable things to our kids. I was discussing yep. with another dad a few days ago. We say, we can bring them anywhere to do whatever experience. But the important things is how much time we are capable to stay with them, to look at them mm -hmm. in their face. So then if you give them one gift or another, that thing will be probably they will forgot about but the time and what you do with this time that will remain at least i think in this the next question will be how you coping with the fatherhood post pandemic and you partially mm -hmm. answer already because i think through the pandemic push up this remote working and was struggling for many but at least we have the opportunity to spend much more time with our family that that's right previous generation have such opportunity. That's right. I mean, what I always tell to my team is that, okay, uh, ask yourself uh, when you go to the office, how can, you, how can you take value? What is the best value you can take out of being in presence with people? Um, if you go to the office and you spend all of your time in conference calls with other people across the globe, you may not have made a great choice. But if you spend time in maybe having a a serendipical conversation with your colleagues so maybe meeting them at uh, the coffee machine uh, talking about things that you wouldn't have thought otherwise so giving yourself a chance to uh, connect at a deeper level with your team then you have uh, actually done something uh, worthwhile so basically long story short I think that 
there are huge benefits working remotely. Pandemic, uh, I mean, <laughs> think about it. Uh, four years ago, we were if, if we had this conversation four years ago and I told you, hey, Tomaso, I think in two years' time, we're all going to be working from home and uh, nobody's going to be at the office having meetings. You would have thought that was bonkers. So the, the pandemic uh, has put us in a situation where really we were all part of a huge social experiment that in a way is still going on. Um, I don't think we are still back to where things used to be. So, um, so I think I'm really privileged to be part of actually this, this change. I think it has made things better. What do you think? I think so. I think so. I had the opportunity to spend much more time than ever before with my daughter as well. So before I was uh, traveling much more and I saw her just a few times actually. And but How old but is she now? Now she's four. So you see. She was very young when pandemic. Uh, yes. Hit. And uh, sadly I was uh, stuck, you know, uh, all, with, all together. So at the beginning was traveling was complicated, of course. But then we bring something positive. So we had the opportunity to create books together. So hmm. the activity even for other kids uh, using the web to play and connect with other kids uh, around the globe. So we just try to switch the negative news you know, from something that positive can reach the moment. That's what happened. Yeah. As, uh, did they, uh, is it true that in Chinese that the word for challenge and opportunity is the same word? So when, when you have a challenge like that, it actually will present you some kind of interesting ways of doing things differently. So, yes. uh, always about- I, I have uh, coped uh, with a very small garden. I actually am privileged to have a very small garden. And I've built a little, with DIY, a little um, uh, climbing wall. Fantastic. <laughs> in my garden. And uh, my do- my little Emma would climb up the uh, the fence and start speaking with her neighbors, which is <laughs> which is not what I intended to do. It was just not meant to. But, uh, you know, kids find ways around things that you don't even think about it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, it was not used in the way it was meant to be. But uh, it was fun. And... Uh, I think uh, I think pandemic really pushed the best, or you know, in terms of what we can do creatively, uh, especially no. for a designer. So, what does it mean to be a designer? Designer fundamentally is for me is being open to the new, is being curious. It is about take what you get and creatively come up with a solution that solves the problem. That that's for me what, in a nutshell, what design is all about. I think it's the best definition. So just uh, be capable to transform what you have and the moment you have you know, yep. and, and play with that. So just last question then. So what is the, the best part? What you learned so far by being and uh, spending time with your girls during the lockdown? Is there something that still with you that you say, ah, we learned this during that time? If you can point out one thing. Um, 
I think it's really uh, just to potentially we attached that before yeah. it's how important time is the time you spend uh, even this uh, I mean the time I was spent commuting before <laughs> uh, take uh, two hours each way four days a week because I was already working one day from home so it's eight hours a week what can you do with eight hours a week you can do a lot if you use them well so the time you spend with your children is very important another thing I would say is how important it is to control the time they spend uh, with digital devices and this is something that uh, all parents at some point uh, uh, struggle with because we have built these amazing devices that are interactive, they are touch friendly, they uh, stimulate their their natural curiosity and also they these devices uh, they have a um, the ability unfortunately to become uh, uh, almost like compulsory like um, almost like a habit uh, and uh, almost like they make you feel sick if you don't use them uh, because of the dopamine that our brain releases when you use them it's something that as adults we can hardly cope with but as children it's devastating <laughs> exactly so uh, I mean they're yeah. they're they're not they don't they are naturally uh, much more instinctive so they will yeah. naturally be inclined to use these devices as much as possible so unfortunately that takes away time to um, to do a more creative stuff right uh, as much as this stuff can be creative uh, I think you need time to take your scissors take your paper take your glue your pencil right. your pants uh, and have time to explore other things uh, doing some arts and crafts some drawing playing some music and digital devices will naturally eat into the time people uh, kids spend the web uh, with that I I my daughter like uh, is uh, Emma is like always um, shouting that I don't just I'm, uh, I want to use this because I'm bored well boredom sometimes is important it's a good thing sometimes it, it is a good thing because it, 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 it pushes your creative juice to actually try something different and uh, make up a new game and uh, right. uh, and uh, find time to express yourself with imaginary play or uh, this kind of uh, games that kids just make up naturally because if you use this digital device there's always a script somebody has wrote for you that you need to have fun in this way so I think kids uh, kids need to have time to develop their own script to find out find out time to create their own games, make up stories uh, with their sister, with their friends, and uh, it's so important. Uh, I don't know about you, Tommaso, but I would spend hours when I was a kid making up stories oh, same. Uh, with my friends. Yeah, S same. I still remember the story I was telling to my friends, especially during the summertime. Yes. But, uh, nowadays, I assume uh, it's different, as you say. Kids, uh, I mean, different age are attracted by those devices that are natural for them. Same time, maybe it's our job, they are in our point of food, at least for us as uh, the skill to think about what else we can do just to stop showing just the screen to them, just 
find a, an alternative way. So we are aware that there is a limbo or dangers if you just look at the screen. What we yeah. can cope, what we can do about that. So there are many things to talk about. Medic can be done. And I think we're still just the beginning of this. Way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Thomas. So, uh, you already spoke to a number of that. So, so do you have any mm -hmm. tips for me on how to like uh, foster this a little bit in children to resist the, the attraction to the digital device? I think uh, it's something that everybody faces. Somebody say they not allow their kids to play with that, with those devices. But then at the end of the day, kids find a way to have not yours, the friend device. Yeah. So there is no easy solution. So, and um, pandemic uh, was of course pushing just, to, because we are all in the same space. We don't, most of the time we don't even go outside. You know, that's a factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but now we should just use it in a different way. Some some people use it just with specific time zone, time at, or at least say okay, use one hour. But then again, still always better to be boring. Teach them what meaning to be bored, and yeah. say device doesn't help you to escape your boringness. Because as you say, you play with somebody else's script. That's it. Of course, we need to find to communicate this in the right way, not to be just uh, the old school dad, no, the way just is what I say. Yeah. I think just uh, we keep listen other and see what each of us has to suggest, you know, how we cope with technology, because something that we all face, that there is no single solution at the moment. 100%. Yeah. There's no single solution. Also, kids are all different. Exactly. So I, I only have two of uh, well, all, I have two of them. Uh, but I imagine if I had three, four, and they will all still be a very different. So every time you would have to change your your way of doing things because they are they have different needs, different personalities. So that there's no such a thing as a a silver bullet. Exactly. <laughs> two parenthood that you Never. find your way. Yeah. Yes, there is never a shortcut. So, thank you, Giorgio, for being with us today. It was a great pleasure. A lot of things you raise up, a lot of topics we can discuss later on. Thank you again for being with us. My pleasure. My pleasure, Tommaso. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Thank you, Giorgio. Hi. Thanks for listening the Fatherly Edition. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Tommaso Maggio on LinkedIn or subscribe to the Fatherly Edition podcast on Spotify, Apple, or whatever you gain your podcast.